Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. This is the second day of Cybersecurity Awareness Month for if you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest, you know what Cybersecurity Awareness Month is. comes every October, and all of us in the cybersecurity community get all jazzed up to talk about cybersecurity stuff, and let's be honest, we're talking to each other for the most part. The people who need to hear what we have to say probably aren't listening, and I hate to be a downer on it because I'm going to participate in it on my LinkedIn, on my Facebook, in my Substack. I will write stuff about Cybersecurity Awareness Month, but at the end of the day... We will come again around next year, 2024. We will do all this song and dance again. Yet lots of bad stuff will happen, as is going to be evident as I read these particular articles from this weekend, because you would have liked to have thought, hey, Cybersecurity Awareness Month hit. So probably cybercrime took the weekend off. They did not, sadly. And so we have a couple articles to read and uh, brief about. Obviously, this will, again, try to keep this to 10 to 15 minutes as best I can. Uh, all links to the articles referenced in this podcast are listed in the show notes. Is this every cyber security, cybercrime news article from the weekend? No, it's the ones that I thought were interesting to talk about. And if you want more information on them, you can certainly read those articles and go find other bits of information because knowledge is protection. The more we can understand the threats targeting us, we, the better we can assess our risk and proceed wisely. Because if you get a little cyber smarter, you get a whole lot cyber safer. So I think I've hit all my branding buzzwords. So let's get right into it. This is the first one, which is kind of important, I think. Um, and that's, that is the right one. So, um, this is from the register. This is Brandon Vigliaro. I mispronouncing his name, sorry. Reported it is now Move It Maker Progress patches holes in WS underscore FTP. So if you remember, Move It was a bad, bad, had a bunch of vulnerabilities over the summer that caused like 400 organizations to get compromised and bad stuff to happen. They're facing dozens of lawsuits over it. But now they are finding one of their other FTP tools is also got issues. So if from the article, Progress Software, maker of the mass exploited Move It document transfer tools back in the news with more must apply security patches, this time for another file handling product called WS underscore FTP. We're told this software's ad hoc transfer module and their server management interface were found to have eight vulnerabilities with the CVSS severe, uh, severity scores ranging from 5.3 all the way to 10 out of 10. At their most severe, all versions of WS underscore FTP server, prior to 8.7.4, 8.8.2, are vulnerable to a .NET deserialization attack from a pre-authenticated attacker. If successful, the attacker could execute commands on the underlying host system and do a bunch of all the bad stuff. So this is all this to be, to be to show that supply chain issues are huge now because bad guys are figuring out that all these entities that have underlying software that runs what they do have um, vulnerabilities they can exploit. Um, according to Progress's website, companies are pro high profile customers that use this particular piece of software include Scientific America, the clothing store H&M, and the Denver Broncos American football team, to name a few. Obviously, the register is not an American uh, newspaper. That's why it says American football, so I could have just said Denver Broncos football team. But anyway, so... 
and they're just a few. I mean, there's probably tons of others that use it. And so it's certainly an issue. And if you have this piece of software, find the update and update it. But I can guarantee you that there will not, there will be people that A, aren't listening to this podcast and aren't aware this is happening, aren't watching cyber news, don't have cyber intelligence and aren't aware this is happening and are going to get compromised by this particular vulnerability. We're not good for progress, um, but it is what it is. All right, um, carrying on here, I'm going to use the same article because I actually had this particular news story in another article. I'm just going to keep it here. So Johnson Controls, a massive industrial control system concern, has been hit by an equally massive ransomware attack that has reportedly taken a number of its systems offline and may even pose a national security risk. The affected business or afflicted business admits to a cybersecurity incident in an SEC filing this week that multiple sources reported as a ransomware attack whose perpetrators made off with more than get this, 27 terabytes of company data. Um, now, Johnson has not confirmed that, but you can probably assume that is certainly the case. Kind of what this shows, that, well, there's a Department of Homeland Security report here that they're concerned that some of the stolen data may include sensitive information about Uncle Sam's buildings, uh, specifically physical security stuff like HVAC, fire retardant systems, and stuff like that. So this is a, this is going to be a huge issue going forward for this particular company because they support or they provide, inf- they provide this kind of service to tons of organizations. And this is where we're seeing the merging of physical risks with cyber risks and cyber, you know, cyber guys are using, are, are targeting this kind of information. I'm, I'm willing to bet Johnson Controls knew that they probably could be targeted, but they probably had the thought that, well, you know, at the end of the day, we're not networks per se, and who's going to target us? Well, here you go, 27 terabytes of company data. That is not going to be a good thing. Okay, from CyberScoop, this is AJ Vicenz reporting, North Korean hackers posed as meta recruiter on LinkedIn. And this just goes to show the problem with social media. Um, I'll probably, this will probably be my um, article for today to talk about as part of Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, and so this is, uh, this basically says that the North, North Korean cyber espionage operation, this is the Lazarus Group, targeted employees of an aerospace company in Spain using a previously unreported backdoor and a creative phishing campaign featuring a phony Silicon Valley recruiter, demonstrating a significant advancement in malicious capabilities. The Lazarus Group, which is a collection of North Korea cyber units, posed as a recruiter for Meta and contacted employees of an unnamed company via LinkedIn and sent two coding challenges, supposedly part of the hiring process, but which were in fact laced with malware. So again, why do bad guys win at phishing? Because someone always clicks a link. So again, if you're not educating people, if people don't pay attention and stay on top of all of these threats, they are going to be targeted and we're going to continue to have these articles. Now, the sad thing is, and this, again, I'm repeating myself, the people who need to understand these things are not paying attention to cybersecurity awareness month. I would love for us to figure out as a community how to make that work better. I don't know what it is. We're all disparate individuals trying to provide different bits of information. Um, so there you go. So I'm, I'm kind of wired today. I'm not sure exactly why, but there you have it. Bleeping computer, Sergio Gatlin reporting millions of XM, EXIM, XM mail servers exposed to zero day RCE attacks. RCE stands for remote code execution, a critical zero day vulnerability in all versions of the XM mail transfer agent can let unauthenticated attackers gain RCE or remote code execution on internet exposed servers. Okay, found by an anonymous search researcher and disclosed through 10 micro zero day initiative, the security bug, which is CVE 2023-42115, is due to an out of bounds write weakness found in the SMTP service. What is an out of bounds write weakness? 
I wish I could tell you I'm not that technically talented to know, but it's certainly probably not something bad. But this type of issue can lead to software crashes or corruption of data following successful exploitation, and it can be abused by attackers for code and command execution on vulnerable servers. So obviously, if you're using this kind of this, this particular email server option, you got a problem because millions of servers are now exposed to attack. MTA servers like XM are highly vulnerable targets, primarily because they're often accessible via the internet, serving as an easy entry point, entry point for attackers to target networks. The National Security Agency said three years ago that the notorious Russian military group Sandworm had been exploiting a critical CVE from 2019 that was an XM flaw discovered back then. So, you know, uh, hopefully there are there are patches. Well, it says private patches and other bugs waiting for to fix. Um, so the bunch of zero days that you know are waiting for a patch. So if you're using XM as your one of your mail clients or mail servers, look for the patch and patch it up. Sadly, I'm guessing this will be a problem going forward. That we'll talk about again at another time. From the Hacker News, FBI warns of rising trend of dual ransomware attacks targeting U.S. companies. That 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 almost that particular headline kind of sounds like one of these. Welcome to the party, pal. I mean, because honestly, I mean, is this a big surprise that ransomware attacks are targeting U.S. companies? But whatever. Okay, reading this from this article, the FBI is warning of a new trend of dual ransomware attacks targeting the same victims, at least since July 2023, and that is not a surprise because once you're hit with ransomware, if you don't do the right things to correct the problem, they will come back and get you again because they know you're stupid. During these attacks, cyber threat actors deploy two different ransomware variants against victim companies with the following variants. Avos Locker, Diamond, Hive, Karakrut, Lockbit, Quantum, and Royal. Variants were deployed in various combinations. Not much is known about the scale of such attacks, although it's believed that they happen in close proximity to one another, ranging anywhere from 48 hours to within 10 days. So you deal with one ransomware attack, you pay it, then you get hit again. That's some good times right there. The use of dual ransomware variants resulted in a combination of data encryption, exfiltration, financial losses from ransom payments. Second ransomware attack against an already compromised system could significantly harm Victim entities. No kidding. What, what, what kind of doc, what kind of statement is that? For guessing? Whatever. Uh, it's worth noting that the dual ransomware attacks are not entirely novel phenomenon with instances observed as early as May 2021. So all this to be said, if you become a ransomware victim, do a good job cleaning your system and looking for second bits of ransomware that may be in your system. Now, how do you find it? You need to get cyber intelligence sources, resources. So figure out how to gather information to be on top of these things. Listen to podcasts like this. I'm not the only one. And I'll, let's be honest, my listenership on this podcast currently, because I just started, is pretty low. So I don't really know I'm getting out to the masses. But ideally, those of you who are friends of mine who are listening are passing it on and sharing so more people can listen. But we, you know, again, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, let's make people aware of these issues so that they can get a little cyber safer. Um, what is this? That's not even what I'm looking at. I had a friend of mine send me, um, an article regarding the Department of State getting hacked. And I'm not even going to read that article because this happens every, all the time. U.S. government entities do not have good cybersecurity protection. They get hacked all the time. It's freaking ridiculous. And all this is going to be, all this is, is it's just another day in paradise in Washington uh, groups. So if you want to find more information about the particular Department of State hack, go find it. They apparently downloaded 60,000 emails and stuff. And yeah, no kidding. A, a federal government entity got compromised. Big shocker. Uh, okay, last one here. And then you probably, <laughs> maybe I'll be happier tomorrow. But uh, last one here. This is uh, from Security Affairs. Um, Perlugi Paganini is reporting. You're not surprised I say that name almost every day. This is the ALPHV Black Hat Ransomware Gang Hacked the Hotel Chain Motel One. So, and actually this particular article has a, has the, uh, 
the email that Motel One sent out to his friend. But Motel One is a German hotel chain that offers budget-friendly accommodations, primarily targeted businesses and leisure travelers. It's known for its stylish and design-focused hotels that aim to provide a comfortable and affordable stay to guests. Not sure why that almost whole sentence is needed to prep this, but there you go. But anyway, um, this ransomware group, AlphaLPHV uh, and Black Hat, they're the same thing, added Motel One to the victim list on its tour site. The group claims to have stolen 24,449,137 files or six terabytes worth of data. The group reported that the alleged stolen data includes booking confirmation for the past three years and a whole bunch of other stuff, your customer name, addresses, dates of reservation. So if you stayed at a Motel One uh, within the last couple of years, your data has been compromised. So go go a change your password on the motel one on your loyalty site and if you use that same password in other places change it everywhere because people use the same password everywhere and that's what allows bad guys to win so the good thing for those of you listening is that is my last article i'm going to mention today i'm going to take my anger elsewhere so so i appreciate you sticking with me this long i'm not really sure why i'm in this kind of mood but here we are. Uh, obviously, Cybersecurity Awareness Month is going to continue on. Feel free to follow me. I was going to do all these lengthy um, pod, lengthy satirical posts that, honestly, I got JetGPT to kind of create for me. But that's a lot of work. And who wants to read all that stuff? I don't want to write it. No one wants to read it. So I'm going to come up with very simplistic maybe just do quick videos or something. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll just count this podcast. Um, the, the link I put on LinkedIn as my cybersecurity awareness month point of day. Anyway, if you have any suggestions on what I could do, let me know. Happy to hear it. Darren at the cyberguy.com or follow me on any of my social media places, LinkedIn, Substack, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and X. You can find me at all those places. Other than that, enjoy your Monday. We will be back again tomorrow with all the cyber news that occurred overnight. Cyber smart morning news is written and produced by cyber guy productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.